Hello, and welcome to Women of Responsibility, the Christmas special, 24 days in the book of Luke. Hello, and welcome back. We're on day 23. We're just one day away from finishing the book of Luke. Give yourself a pat on the back if you've done this all the way through. And I know that you have just grown so much and that the Lord has just shared so much with you in this precious time as we prepare for Christmas. Today, I am so happy and excited to welcome back my daughter, Naya Villaverde. Hello, Naya. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Hey, you know what? I don't think there's much to say, but do you have anything to say? Um, no. Okay, well, let's jump right into prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time that you've allowed for me to read your word and be in your word. And I pray that the women who are listening would also just grasp a hold of this chapter and really get something from it, whatever you have in store for them. And I pray that whatever you have in store for me would just be revealed as well. I just thank you and praise you for, again, allowing this time for us to be in fellowship no matter how far away we are from each other. I just pray this would be a great time to just come together and be in your word and really just gain something and gain wisdom and just learn more about your love and your grace and your mercy. And again, I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 23, verse 1. The whole company of them rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting the nation, forbidding paying taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of Jews? He answered him, So you say. Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee even to this place. But when Pilate heard Galilee mentioned, he asked if the man was Galilean. When he found out that he was in Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem during those days. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had hoped. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had heard many things about him. He hoped to see some miracle done by him. He questioned him with many words, but he gave no answers. The chief priests and scribes stood, vehemently accusing him. Herod with his soldiers humiliated him and mocked him, dressing him in luxurious clothing. They sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before that they were enemies with each other. Pilate called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought this man to me as one that perverts the people. And see, I have examined him before you and found no basis for a charge against this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. Neither has Herod, for I sent you to him. And see, nothing worthy of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Now he had to release one prisoner to them at the feast. But they all cried out together, saying, Away with this man, release us to Barabbas one who was thrown into prison for a certain revolt in the city, and for murder. Then Pilate spoke to them again, wanting to release Jesus, but they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify him! He said to them the third time, Why? 
What evil has this man done? I have found no capital crime in him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they were urgent with loud voices, asking that he might be crucified. Their voices and the voices of the chief priests prevailed. Pilate decreed that what they asked for should be done. He released him, who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus up to their will. When they led him away, they grabbed one Simon of Cyrene, coming from the country, and laid him on the cross to carry it after Jesus. A great multitude of the people followed him, including women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to tell the mountains, Fall on us, and tell the hills, Cover us, for if they do these things in the green tree, what will be done in the dry? When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified him there with the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Dividing his garments among them, they cast lots. The people stood watching. The rulers with them also scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged insulted him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, Don't you even fear God, seeing you under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward. But the other answered him and rebuked him. But the other answered and rebuking him, said, Don't you even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Surely I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. All the multitudes that came together to see this, when they saw the things that were done, returned home, beating their breasts. All his acquaintances and the woman who followed with him from Galilee stood at a distance, watching these things. Behold, a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their council indeed, from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was also waiting for God's kingdom. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. He took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid it in a tomb that was cut into stone where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was drawing near. The women who had come with him out of Galilee followed after and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Naya, thank you so much again for being here with us. Um, it's always a joy and a blessing to have you on. And... Um, 
it's nice to have uh, you be a part of uh, this Christmas special because Christmas is about Jesus, but also about family. And so I'm just so glad that you've decided to join me. So could you share with us what your big takeaway or final thoughts were for Luke 23? Thank you for having me for a second time. I really enjoyed reading this chapter. So my big takeaway comes from the section in chapter 23 when Jesus asked God to forgive those who were yelling and cursing at him on the cross in verse 34. It honestly puts things in an interesting perspective, at least in my opinion. It's the same in the sense that um, God sees our actions and our hearts at times, whether that be good or bad, um, but he never ignores us when we need his forgiveness and his grace. So the crucifixion of Christ is a turning point in humanity because it allows those far from God and those who've never even come into an encounter with God to be forgiven and set free from sin, which was even seen while Jesus was on the cross. Um, those who were yelling at him and those who thought it was wrong or those who encouraged it. Like those could have been people who are far away from God or just someone who doesn't know him. And I think it was really just amazing how Jesus is standing there with nails in his hands asking his Father in Heaven to forgive those, for they know not what they do. Yes, we aren't perfect, and yes, we sin, and we may not know God, but it is important to also remember that He will be there to forgive us and show us His grace and mercy.